Hello, here we go. It's 8 past 12. It's the same outside. We're going to get to a winter conversation later in the show. Chad Hartman, Dave Harrigan, New Talk 830 WCCO. Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, podcast, the show, pretty much every podcast outlet has us. Check check me out on the Instagram, at Chad Hartman Show. Follow us on the Twitter machine, at Dave underscore. Do you like that they call it an underscore? Who came up with that title anyway? Is there is there an overscore? Is there a, is, is there an appropriate score? Why isn't the, the regular dash just called a score? Yes, that should be the normal score, mm-hmm. right? That should be score. This is underscore, and then there's overscore. Yes, either have a score and an underscore, and an overscore if you need to, or a dash, an underdash, and an overdash. And score, I think a score is or like hyphen. a hyphen. Under uh, hyphen. Yeah, it's a hyphen. That's what it is, right? Score, I think of something musically. Sure. And then sports. Yep. And then something you didn't do at all in high school. Not going to argue. Yeah, I mean, all those things, <laughs> all those things right there. So Dave underscore Harrigan at Chad Hartman Show. Should we just jump right into it? Why waste any I'm time? I'm feeling a little better, first of all. I'm, you I, seem a little, a little friskier. I am a little friskier. Uh, I did go home yesterday after the show and take a three-hour nap. I did chat with Mr. DeRussia after the show yesterday and said, how about a drink? You know, maybe I could use a little drink. I haven't drank in a couple weeks. Maybe that would help me finish That's what up. what you need when you're not feeling good. Yeah. I got a booze. I mean, I just like was was like a maybe – I could say it would have been one glass of wine. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have just been one. It would have mm-hmm. been two, though. And by the, time, by the time I walked to my car, I was tired. So me, Mr. Insomnia, if I sleep for three hours in the afternoon, I'm not going to fall asleep at all. I slept okay. That's amazing. So probably about, what, four to seven? Yeah. You hit the nap button, mm-hmm. woke up, and you still slept. In the, I, that would I be didn't... an absolute no oh, for me. I wouldn't I mean, fall asleep till 3 a.m. For me, any other time, I'd be doomed. I would be positively doomed, but I, <laughs> I'm still dealing with this no. crap. You know, like 87% of the world right now has something, but I'm feeling better today. Tom Emmer... Is feeling something. He is the House Majority Whip. As far as politicos go in the state of Minnesota, pecking order of power. Let's start with the Hartman-Harrigan political pecking order of power in politics. <laughs> okay. Who is, who is the most powerful politico... In the state of Minnesota, is it, it's one of three, right? Yeah. It's either Walls or as his opponents say, Waltz. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, you get that one? Waltz, what it's, I don't like Governor Waltz, W-A-L-T-Z. Am I, is that like an insult to him? I can't tell if it's an insult to him or just an insult of not really caring how you say the yeah. name. So we're just going to say. Close circuit to Governor Waltz, we'd like you back on the show. Okay. Used to come on the show a lot as a congressman at uh, all the time during the, his election year. Decent amount early in the term. Not as much lately. So They've got our availability. We have reached out and given time after time after time. 
You saw we had a nice, friendly chat at the fair. Sure did. Invited to a press event recently at the governor's mansion. I I don't go to those things. I think I should stay the, away. The new mansion? Uh I, where was I? I didn't even look. I just I don't think I should go to it's, those. It, no matter who it is, I want to have a little distance. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a Hauser when I saw. I assume he ran. You know, I assume he ran there. <laughs> well, it's uh, East Cliff. Is that what we uh, call it? Uh, yes. I Which see. is in the neighborhood of St. Thomas. So, of course, Hauser was there. Of course, he was running. He was, you know, <laughs> he was running, you know. So uh, so it's either Governor Walls, Amy Klobuchar, or Tom Emmer. Got to be your big three. That's it, right? I guess maybe Jacob a little bit since he's mayor. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he's not at their level, right? No. He's four, though, wouldn't you say? Wow, does he Clear. have more power than Tina? Tina's kind of invisible. Your guy Dean's running for president. Yeah, There's at least yeah, a little yeah, something And there. Dean Phillips on the show today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know what? Dean's four. I mean, if you're running for president, he's got to be four. I, I'd probably go Walls. God, is it Klobuchar or Emmer? Because Emmer's got a lot of power. He does. Emmer has more. I, th- I think I'd probably go Emmer two, Klobuchar three. If we count nationally, if you're giving Emmer more power in shaping things in D.C., Amy's the most popular of the three. She's probably not the most well known around the country. Yes. But Emmer's House Majority Whip is really essential to bills passing, although they just finished the Congress, which was the least productive. <laughs> was it ever or in, like, decades? So those, those, are your, those are your three. But here's what Emmer said in a statement early this morning. Team Emmer, he's got the hockey sticks on there. He's a hockey guy. Whip Tom Emmer's statement endorsing Donald J. Trump for president. Why is he always Donald J. Trump, too? Like, we'll, you, we, we'll occasionally say Joseph R. Biden. We did say a lot of W. Bush, but that was to distinguish. Mm-hmm. Differentiate, sure. <clears throat> Trump plays to uh, Muslim hate. When he says Barack Hussein Obama, that's it, period, end of discussion. It's, oh, by the way, don't forget he's a black man and he's a Muslim. Of course, he's not a Muslim. He's not. He's a Christian. His, big, his biggest problem was with Reverend Wright and his, by the way, Reverend Wright's repugnant, disgusting comments. But we're trying to play to the boogeyman that he's no. really a Muslim. And he wasn't born here, so he's a foreigner. <laughs> All those are not true. Mm-hmm. But uh, back to the statement from Tom Emmer. My guy from uh, Control Data, not my guy anymore. He won't come on the show <laughs> because I had the audacity to call him out when he obviously wasn't telling us the truth on the show. Democrats have made it clear they will use every tool in their arsenal to try and keep Joe Biden and his fails policies in power. We're going to get back to these bit by bit in a moment. We cannot let them. It's time for Republicans to unite behind our party's clear frontrunner, which is why I'm proud to endorse Donald J. Trump for president. So let's pause without getting too far behind. When you first heard this, give me your initial reaction. Tom Emmer, 
House Majority Whip, dominating his district like any Republican would, but he's very popular in his district, okay, comes out and endorses the clear frontrunner. What was your initial thought when you heard this? Let's put a couple others out there. Do you remember that Donald Trump is the only reason why Tom Emmer is not the Speaker of the House right now? Does Tom Emmer really believe this behind the scenes? And for Democrats who are getting all haughty, oh, geez, look at look how far Emmer is going. I mean, he does he really believe in Trump? Let's not forget Trump. Cut him out. Are you kind of frauds because so many Democrats publicly endorsed Joe Biden when you know behind the scenes they're thinking, please, for the love of God, Joe, don't run. A lot to discuss. <clears throat> First clearing the throat of the uh, show, not quite all the way there. You can chime in right now. I have plenty to say on this. I want to hear from you, too, through uh, talk and uh, text. We'll hear from Dave also. How do you reach us? It's uh, 651. Four six one nine two two six on CCO. Is this from the movie? Yes, it is. I got to listen a little bit here. The kid is really good. It's incredible. It's phenomenal. This is the Jennifer Lawrence movie that you're trying to convince me to watch. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. No hard feelings. No Maybe hard feelings. Watch it over the weekend. Suggesting you're you're like the third or fourth person who I know. Who, who I normally agree with on, on uh, movie takes, who is telling me it's underrated. It's it's better than some people might expect. I thought it was a pretty enjoyable comedy, yes. Jennifer Lawrence is perfect for that role. Yep. And uh, the kid who plays the 19-year-old, I don't know how old he is, but he's got to be right around there. Fantastic. So, he's great. So are we going to play various people singing Maneater? No. It is just all Hall and Oates covers. Today. Oh, that's fabulous. Covers of Hall and Oates tunes. I don't think we're going to get them both in studio together, considering not they're not getting right now. All right, back to Tom Emmer here. So let's go through the statement here. Democrats have made clear they will use every tool in their arsenal to try and keep Joe Biden and his failed policies in power. Let's just stop for a second there. And let's even put aside the debate on Biden's policies. It's no shock that Tom Emmer sees things differently, right? But does he get the humor? Does he get the irony? Democrats have made it clear they'll use every tool in their arsenal to try to keep Joe Biden his failed policies in power. Have we forgotten January 6th? We sort of tried to overturn an election. By storming the Capitol, some, not all, some were violent. Some were calling for hanging Mike Pence and the death of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, the people that were in the shadow buses of FBI agents. Yes, exactly. Antifa. Uh Uh-huh. All those folks. The rest were there just there on a peaceful tourism trip, Chad. You know that. I mean, I want to see the Capitol. You can't make that up, can you? Nice walk through D.C. Democrats will do anything. We're coming up on three years after a clear-cut insurrection. There's no, 
There's no other way to say it. A violent stopping of an election which was litigated 64 times, and he had one mini-victory. That's it. So let's also go back to when Donald John Trump kneecapped Tom Emmer. Tom Emmer for half, not even a half day. <laughs> it's about an hour. I mean, too. I'm trying to remember how long it was. Was it three hours? I don't was know it five that it was hours? that long. It was very short. Tom Emmer was going to be Speaker of the House. We thought. Kevin McCarthy out. Steve Scalise out. Jim Jordan out. And so literally you're just going on the pecking order. It's Tom Emmer. My control, control data lawn care partner in the 80s was going to be Speaker of the House. People were debating how it would, would it benefit Minnesota. Is it exciting for Minnesota? Well, it wasn't that exciting because it was like, it was <laughs> like done. It was it was gone. Yeah, then they actually talked about it amongst themselves. Oh, nobody nobody wants me. Okay. Well, in particular, it was Don Trump. After they had talked the night before, and Tom apparently had been blessed. Mm-hmm. Fine. You know, I really wanted Jim Jordan, but he's out, so you're my guy. But then people reminded Don of something, and I'll get to it in a second. And Don came out and said, I have many wonderful friends, wanted to be Speaker of the House, and some are truly great warriors. Mm. Mm. Sounds like he's going to say Tom Emmer. Warrior. No. Rhino Tom Emmer, (laughs) who I did not know well, is not one of them Republican in name only. He knows Emmer plenty well. I'm not saying they're spooning at Mar-a-Lago, but Emmer was with them constantly on flights here. They were a part of Republican events. That's his move, by the way. If anybody's involved in some controversy, one of Trump's great moves, don't know that person. I mean, I mean, it could be Barron. By the way, have you seen Barron lately? Is Ben Johnson recruiting Barron yet? It'd be hard to miss him. Legitimately. About 6'6 six, six now, 6'8"? Six, I think he's closer to six. Eight. Don Don's what six three six four. Don I'll, Trump's not. I'll sh- tell you, he's six three. He's six three two fifteen. That's right. How can I forget? <laughs> How can I forget? So Don Don continued. He complained that never that Emmer never respected his endorsements or the breadth and scope of MAGA. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why Don said this? Is because he was reminded that after the insurrection, you know what Tom Emmer did? He voted to certify that Joe Biden should be the next president of the United States. Not because he voted for him. Because Emmer campaigned across the country for Donald Trump. Wanted no part of Joe Biden. But in the end, after it was court case after court case after court case, and then these maniacs came into the Capitol and tried to violently stop an election. Tom Emmer said, man, I tried. I wish Don Trump was president, but I got to accept the results. Got to go with the Constitution on this one. He decided to follow the Constitution. What a rhino. What an awful person. Mm -hmm. 
So you might be thinking, well, Emmer must have must not have supported Trump at all when he was trying to overturn the election. Oh, oh, contraire. He signed, Emmer signed the amicus brief in support of the Texas lawsuit seeking to overthrow the results in key swing states. Remember, that was the Texas case. That wasn't just about Texas, but was about other states. Kind of a weird thing that one state can try to overthrow the election results in other states. By the way, that lawsuit only was trying to overthrow the results in states that Joe Biden won. Not in all of them, just those were the cheating states. Just in the, just, it's clear. Just in those cheating states. Also, Tom Emmer on a radio show, not this one clearly, <laughs> suggested that mail in balance might have been skewed. So again, just kissing up to die. Mail in ballots might have been skewed. Might have been suggested. Wait, wait till I get this quote. It's a this scoop. This is Emmer. Mister doesn't support Trump enough. I had one of my colleagues, one okay, tell me in Georgia that where we have voter ID, we're doing great. Where we can't reasonably identify the voter, we're getting killed. There's zero proof of that. By the way, there's none. There's none. But again, this was ever carrying Trump's water, doing everything. And I'm sure he he genuinely, philosophically agrees more with Joe with uh, Donald Trump's policies than Joe Biden, hundred percent. But because in the end he voted to certify, so he got kneecapped. This is where Tom and I are different. I'm not saying I'm good about this. Somebody tries to kneecap me, you're not my guy. No, you're not my guy. Tip of the cap to Tom, then, for not holding a grudge like you do. Or Tom realizes, like everybody, to quote political philosopher Jason DeRussia on Twitter. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He didn't add that, but he did say, with Donald Trump, loyalty is one way, and he's 100% right. Oh, yeah. He is with you. Until he perceives that you might be only with him 99.99% of the time. And then, to quote another great political philosopher, Chad Hartman, dead to me. (laughs) That's how it is. Tom Emmer might genuinely believe Donald Trump is the best candidate over Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek, and Christie. Okay, He might. But we have no idea because Donald Trump has the Republican Party in the palm of his hand. It's We should stop calling it the Republican Party. It's the Trump Party. Yeah, it's the MAGA Party. He dictates everything. We're, we had the poll the other day in the Washington Post where downplaying Republicans, no, downplaying if there was any violence at all January 6th downplaying the Joe Biden one, Donald Trump is in total control of this party. He has loyalty like I have never witnessed politically in my life. And if Tom Emmer, anybody prominent, comes out and says, I'm for Nikki Haley, Donald Trump 
is going to try to, through truth social, eliminate them and them politically. That's what he's going to do. So Tom Emery, you know what he does? He likes his job. He likes his job. He's a House Majority Whip. He's very powerful. And again, he may, in all sincerity, think Donald Trump is the best person. But we don't know because right now, if you come out and go against the czar of the party, he and his allies will come and get you and at times have a ton of success. That's just a fact. And just for the Democrats to act like all the Democrats who are supporting Joe Biden, to think they all want Joe Biden, your frauds do. Let's be honest. We know there are tons of Democrats out there who are publicly saying Joe's our guy, but they would be elated, mm-hmm. elated if Joe today said, it's been the, the, the run of my life. I have loved it. And I believe in our country more than ever. But I'm, as of January 20th, 2025, I will no longer be president. I hope I'm swearing in Vice President Harris or Dean Phillips or Amy Klobuchar or Adam Carter, whoever it might be. Let's get to a few of the texts here, and then we'll get to Rena. Trump dictates everything, yes, because he's a dictator. Emmer is a coward, wants to continue to live the good life. I would love to point this out to all Trumpers, and I hope you share this message. Would you like to be the type of person that supports what he does? Lawlessness, brutality, illegal action? More text. Tom Emmer is as clueless as any Republican and does a terrible job representing the middle in his district. Trump is going to be your president again. If the election was today, in my opinion, I've been saying this now for, what, six months, nine months? I forget when I started. If the election was today, I think Donald Trump would win decisively. But it's not today. Emmer has power, but it's as a leader of a clown show. He's so scared of Trump because Trump has promised retribution if he's elected. Uh, Trump claims he didn't know Epstein. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of people saying, repeating the quote, you know, where Trump said, once I found out uh, about his actions, I, I, uh, I dismissed my friendship with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. We have no proof of that, by the way. No proof. Jeffrey Epstein was scum, was filth. People should not have been associated with them. As soon as they found out, they should have stopped associating with them. That includes Bill Clinton. I don't know when these folks fully found out, but anybody who knew what Jeffrey Epstein was really like and they still spent time with him, that's indefensible. It's gross. Um, I doubt Tom Emmer will show his face much at town halls before the election, but if he does... He will uh, restrict being questioned on Trump. I think if he shows up as town halls, most of the folks will support him. He's in a district that overwhelmingly voted for him and overwhelmingly voted for uh, Donald Trump. Okay, we're late. Let's get to our friend Rena Sargentopoulos. Always appreciate you listening and the text at 651-461-9226. She runs CARE 11. She's the president. She's the general manager. She's on, she's on CARE 11 right now. Even while she's chatting with us, she is Rena Sargentopoulos from CARE 11. Like all of our guests, she's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Hello. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I'm doing well. 
How about you? I, uh, I'm, I'm finally getting healthy. I had uh, COVID for about a week. It was, it was not fun. Uh, members of the family are still dealing with it. Not enjoyable. I would not wish it upon others. I know some who get it, and it's minor. I've had that before. This time, not so minor. Not a lot of fun. So uh, I'm glad you asked. I, I will uh, mention to you a policy that I've picked up from the uh, greatest philosopher we have on the planet, Larry David. Larry David, in an episode a couple of years ago, declared that you can say Happy New Year January 1st, January 2nd, January 3rd. That's it. That's your limit for Happy New okay. Year. I'm with him. Do you agree that this is the final day you can say Happy New Year? Um, funny story. <laughs> Do you guys remember Adrienne Broaddus? She used to work at Care 11 now. Yeah, sure. Actually, now she just got she's uh, with NBC now. Um, she and I had a thing where literally all year long we would greet each other by saying Happy New Year. Yes, exactly. It'd be like November, and you'd be like, Happy New Year, Happy right, New Year. Right. It was just like we tried to see how long we could get it to go. Yeah. See, that's ridiculous, and that's why it's funny. Yeah. So I think three days is fine. It's not like if I – let's. when is your birthday, by the way? Remind me. October. October. October 10th. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like if I see you March 10th, I should say, hey, happy birthday. No, but do you agree with this? Like if you see somebody for the first time in the new year – and it's maybe the 10th of January. Nope. Like, but it's the first time you've seen them. No. Nope. You don't get to say, hey, happy. No. Okay. Mm-mm. All right. Three, day, three days. Three days. That's a long time. That's a long time. It's time to to move on with the rest of our lives. Dave Harrigan, three days. Is that enough for you? I feel comfortable extending it to a full week. Too long. Too long. Are, you in a, are you in a wind tunnel, by the way, right now? I am. Well, because you guys are not flexible, I am on my way to a doctor's appointment. <laughs> I mean, are you driving outside the car? It's very windy. I don't I don't know what to tell you. No, I'm in my car. Maybe I just have a noisy car. Dave? Is the sun it it's it sounds like typical driving. Does noise. It? Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't think it's that. Maybe bad. my maybe my You're ears. Just distractible. Yeah, well that's true. I am I am very distractible, that is true. Uh, there is a story. By the way, did you injure yourself on New Year's Eve? No. We've had, we've had too many injury stories with you and and the family. Was the dog fine? Husband fine? Child fine? All that? I, my daughter had the flu on Christmas, which was terrible because you only get so many Christmases that are like super special as a kid. Um, but no, I don't think anybody injured themselves. I really have to think about that, though. You know that, right? Like. Yeah. Yes. Entirely possible that yeah. I just have already faced it. I, I I thought of you briefly this morning when I was clicking this morning, and it it popped up on. I know it's not your station, but Good Morning America, and they have people for hot Christmas gifts, human size dog beds. So, you know, you know, maybe your dog has a, a, a nice dog bed, maybe lays in there, maybe sleeps in there. Apparently, the new trend is, Rena, human-size dog beds where maybe 
You're in there on your own. You're in there with the dog. Where do you stand on a human-sized dog bed where you would lay on the ground in this and scroll, talk on the phone, watch TV? Can you see yourself doing that? 100%. (laughs) I feel like you're scoffing this idea. I am a little bit. I am a, a bit. Dave Harrigan, I purchase you a human-sized dog bed, and you take it home. Will you use it? Because Rena is suggesting she would use it. I will give it to the dog to use. Yeah. And the dog will wrestle it into submission and tear that thing up in about two weeks, and it'll be out the door. That's what we do. Okay. First of all, Chad Hartman, you hate everything. Second wow. of all, that'll be on a, a soundbite, I can assure you. I think Dave just said he hates it also. I don't hate it necessarily. I just, I've, I've got a bed. It's above the ground. But you don't do everything in your bed. Like, what if you want to sit in the living room? You don't feel like Excuse you're you right. You want to, like, be cozy and watch a Magic movie in the living room. Like, bed. what? Have, I have you ever had a bean bag? I have what? furniture. I have a couch. I have a chair. I don't need to oh, lay on, a, on the ground. Furniture. I don't think I'm bragging. Like, la-di-da, good for me. He's got a couch. I just think it sounds comfortable. Sounds, yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I I can assure you, in the next two weeks, I'm buying you one of these. And then I, I, will, I, will, I will happily accept. I will happily accept. And then I will take pictures of me lounging comfortably in my new dog bed. Okay. Will what will your will your husband also lounge in this particular dog bed or will he just shake his head and think what is Rena doing? Well, he usually does that. So, no, I will be solo. Actually, my kid probably would join me. Would you let the dogs join you? Yeah. Ooh. No, cuz they stink it up. They stink everything up. Yeah. Plus they're vicious. And I don't want to be bitten by some Yes, exactly. <laughs> they're vicious. Too close to my face. <laughs> All right. We saw a story today, and here's the headline. If you sleep in your socks, you're a psychopath. Again, this is not me. This is a headline. If you sleep in your socks, you're a psychopath. Accurate or inaccurate? Um. I feel like that might be a harsh assessment of the situation, but uh, <laughs> I actually read somewhere once that you stay cooler for some reason if you sleep in socks. I have never done it, but Makes I mean, I'm sense. sure at some point I've fallen asleep with socks on. But are you so you're you hate this too? Is that what I'm hearing? Is that correct, Chad Hartman? Um, I don't like sleeping with socks. You know, I, I you know, I who am I you to say pajamas? Uh, I am an insomniac, so I hate a lot of things about the sleep process. But no, I mean, will I occasionally, rarely fall asleep with socks on? Yeah, like once every five years? No, let those toes breathe. I am for toe freedom. It sounds like you are for toe restrictions. That's what I'm hearing from Rena. No, I didn't say I did it. I just, once again, I'm just shocked at how much you hate things in life. Dave Harrigan. If someone wants to restrict their toes, yeah, why do you hate them? Um, I think Dave's Dave's more vehement about this than I. He's pretty much in agreement well, that, yes, they are psychopaths. 
Yeah. What say you, Dave? I say if you have a pair of socks that is specific for bed only, meaning they never, ever touch the floor or the ground or the inside of a shoe. Russell, you're weird if you have that. Well, that's the only way. Because this has been a major bone in contention in my marriage now for going on 15 years. Oh, okay. When I will, on uh, on a Saturday or whatever it is, be the one to strip the sheets off the bed. We're going to wash nice. the sheets. Yeah. And I pull back the top sheets, and on my wife's side, there will be like four pairs of socks that have been kicked off in the middle of the night throughout the week. And just, Gross. you know, there's dog hair and dust, and it's just uh. disgusting. So I think I've mostly yeah, broken her of habit, and the kids every once in a while want to wear socks or slippers to bed. I just rip those things. And off. you think I'm negative? I mean, seriously, I'm I'm minor league ball compared to this guy. Speaking of which, where do you guys stand on a top sheet? I say it is an absolute necessity. My husband thinks they should be abolished. I'm I'm a top sheet person, but again, as an insomniac, I'm like flip. Flop, switch, change. So yeah, it's it's an adventure with me. You know, I mean, good luck to you. <laughs> I mean, it's it's gonna be a wild ride. I mean, but no, I mean, if you told me one or the other, top sheet, absolutely. So how do you resolve that? Do you just put just the top sheet on your side of the bed? No, I use a top sheet. And he just has to suck it up. Yes, he does. That's right. Sounds like your husband hates everything. Top sheets. He hates everything. He does. That's accurate. He does. I think he'd get along. Let's bond. I'm willing to bond. Let's go. Dave, top sheet. Where do you stand? Very necessary. Yeah. Specifically in the summer because you got the the comforter. Gets too hot. Yeah. But you got to be covered by something. So you got to go with a nice light top sheet. Yes. You cannot sleep without something touching your I was just going to ask. That would be crazy town. Rena Sargentopoulos no. is exhausted from work, family, and maybe a couple cocktails, two cocktails. Is it possible for you to fall asleep without something covering you? No, absolutely not. I don't think I could either. Those people are psychopaths. <laughs> now you're coming along. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, if I'm trying to fall asleep, no. If I'm sitting on my couch, not yeah. my dog bed, and you know, watching a movie, I just nod off. Yes, I can do that. But if I'm trying, if I'm in bed trying to fall asleep, got to be covered. Uh, just last thing before we let you go, close circuit to the third floor. That's where the sales force is, Arena. Please, okay. for the love of God, have a human-sized dog bed. Sponsor this segment. <laughs> yes. I mean, if there's any justice, that's it. You need to be sponsored by a human-sized dog bed. <laughs> that would be just fantastic. All right. That would be fantastic. I might even pay for that. No, it'd be part of the deal. Come on. Oh, okay. Don't pay for it. Okay. All right. Good luck with your doctor's appointment. Have a fantastic week, and we'll uh, we'll talk next week. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's the last day to say it, so say it to a lot of people today. Our friend Rena Sargentopoulos from Care 11 here on CCO. The uh, bumper theme selected by David Allen Harrigan is fantastic. I am reminded, by the way, how much I love covers if they are done well. Can we just do covers the next couple days, too? 
Nothing but covers? Nothing but covers. But you maybe a, maybe a theme, again, Hall & Oates covers today. That was? Rich Girl by Lake Street Dive. Okay. That reminds me of my sister in the 70s. We had, uh, we had one uh, record player in her place, and she wore out that particular album. Really, really good one. Um, so we're playing Hall & Oates covers. Yeah. And as far as the idea for the next couple of days, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Okay. Mind I've, your business. I've tried to I've tried to adjust the <laughs> shot with Matt. Now I've tried to pick the bumper music. I think you told me earlier, just yakety yakety yeah. yak. Just blabity blab. You only got two more hours left. <laughs> and mind your own business is basically what you're telling me. Not basically. It's exactly what <laughs> That's I'm exact. you. Or, or in other words, you're telling me, you can go ahead and offer all the ideas you want. I'm not listening. I've already got a plan for tomorrow. In really? fact, that plan's already been in action. Work I've your, already done my research. As Denny used to say, work your plan, plan your work. Man, I'm on the high road. Which do you do first? Do you work your plan? No, I guess you plan your work yep. first. Yeah. Then and you then work you work the your plan. Mm-hmm. Denny was good for those. <laughs> Denny, the first couple of years, we were tight. Yeah. He would let me go in his office. Wow. We did uh, the coaches show in there. We did the interview. And then once uh, Celine and Kurt wrote the story, we weren't as close. That happens. We're not as uh, close. Your Lindis Construction Time Check. It's time for me to stop talking. It's time for you to request your complimentary attic inspection.